<laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. The Doc Comedy family is back in the building. <laughs> Once again, live in a basement in Beltsville. I'm your host, DJ Marcus. And after a long, deserved hiatus from the internet, we are back once again with another one of those other ones that you know and love on the Dot Comedy Podcast. Oh man, as always, I'm joined live in a basement in Beltsville by Joey LaFaro. Joe, say what's up to the people. You know, I love Dave Matthews' band because you don't actually have to know any of the words. You can just mumble the dumb lyrics along with it. <laughs> We're also joined. Him, 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 he likes some poopy. By intern Blue Blue, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? We also have a very, 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 very special guest on the Papa Hut Jama. Nah, nah, I'm not gonna get a suit. And I can get a suit on Papa the Hut Domajon's hotline. <laughs> <laughs> on the Dave Matthews hotline himself, Mr. Mike Brown. And Mr. Mike, say hi to the people. I, 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 I always look forward to, to an introduction with my name to it. Uh, thank y'all for having me. Uh, it's, it's been a while. I was supposed to be here like three weeks ago. I apologize for uh, last week. No. Uh, I look forward to this show. Oh man, it's a, it's okay. We we're happy to have you on, man. Definitely, it's, man. This is gonna be. Is someone calling me? I think we just lost him. Mike? Yeah, we just lost Mike. God damn it, Joe! Well, while Joey recalls on the uh, Papa Pizza Domino Hut, please leave your message for <laughs> seven five seven six. Oh, oh, there that goes. God damn it! <laughs> Want to try him again? Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll soldier on a little bit because uh, we, we had an entire week of fun things going on. Um, this week, unfortunately. <laughs> Hello. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I thank God is like, right, you don't need to do this. This, this podcast. Like, he's just throwing, he's just throwing every element. He, he doesn't he does cut my phone, no. my phone, my cell service off. He's phone just, off. He's all kind of monkey riches on me right now. God oh is so goodness. against you being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he sent the fire. He sent snow storms. He sent uh, sent gout flare ups. He sent everything, and he's just plaguing us. But we're gonna keep we're gonna keep soldiering on because you know what? This is gonna be a great podcast. I think I think the this devil is gonna, gonna run this podcast. <laughs> Satan himself will run this podcast <laughs> because we've been watching that new show, Lucifer. And he's British for some reason, but do not explain why. <laughs> so stupid. Most retarded thing ever. That was stupid. Oh, man. But guess what, folks? That comedy. Lost. Did we lose you again, Mike? No. Okay. We okay. All right, no. I panicked. I saw the, the screen go dark, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that comedy has some sad news to report to the world. Union Jackson Bethesda. Is no more. Is no more. It has ceased to be. We um, It is a, an X restaurant. Yes, it is. Currently, it is an X restaurant. Um, we don't know what the future holds for. There's a lot of beeps. But <laughs> need to turn your notifications off when you get when you're live on here. Okay, but uh, Union Jacks is no more. Um, we had our last show on Wednesday, the tenth. 
this past week, um, and it was a it was an emotional show. Uh, it really was. I found out a lot of yeah. uh, not a lot of new facts about uh, a few of the members of Tack Comedy that I didn't know. Uh, a few personal things that happened to Jesse at Union Jacks, and he he kept sharing, and I really don't know how I feel about all the sharing he did. Referring to his nipples, <laughs> yeah, he didn't share those. Yeah, when he took his shirt off and yeah. uh, and scared me, and that, I had to get off was, stage. I was a little uncomfortable with that. I was extremely uncomfortable with that. I, I was uh, I was upset by that. That was uh, that was not how the night was supposed to go. We sang uh, "End the Road" by Boys to Men. Well, you guys sang "End of the Road." Yeah, it seems like Blue doesn't know black music very much. So. No, I, I, I know plenty <laughs> of it. I asked you to play it, and you kept playing not that. Because I I have one Boys to Men song, and it's I'll Make Love to You. It's the only one I know. <laughs> Why do you have that one? <laughs> he likes to play it when he's by himself in a closet. That's, 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 his, that's, his, that's his late night by himself. Yep. The that, 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 that's if, if I ever make it with a woman. <laughs> you finally get that woman or that man in bed. <laughs> That is what we. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting my whole life to have this one song played for yep. you. That's what he plays for Soft Ethel. <laughs> Honestly, that's like the one song I remember. For Jason, like... I love it when you play that song, Jason. Oh, I hate you. I really do. Oh man, but yeah, we it was it was an emotional evening. Um, Union Jackson's gone, folks. After eighteen months of uh, success and service and fun. Union Jacks has uh, been shelved. You sent it off with a bang. Oh yeah, definitely. We had probably one of the best shows. Yeah. From a from a show standpoint, uh, fiscal standpoint, eh. <laughs> but from good. from a show standpoint, we had a very very great show. I had a few friends of mine show up, um, and they said it's the first show they went to, yep. and first show they first comedy show they'd ever been to, and the pure just grandeur of what we put on was very was above what they expected to come and see and we had some people you know in the audience there until midnight oh yeah amazing and definitely then, and then we had, were lucky enough to have a late late pop in by mike reed and he uh he had decided to host our uh our our last uh lightning round which we actually <laughs> hadn't had for a while we have not we had, a, had lightning a lightning round. round since i think splash yeah i think the last one was at splash lounge which is which is a distant memory now. And while I know comics hate hate this, but the audience loves it so much. Oh yeah, the audience loves a lightning round. Mike, have you have you ever been a part of a lightning round at a, a comedy show? Um, I think I did. Um, I've done so many shows. They they all run together. I've, I've done lightning round before, and um, it's always fun watching like um, like new comics that they only have like five minutes of material. Yeah, and they do this five minutes in the opening part of the of the open mic, and like now we're gonna do lightning round, and they gotta come up with like thirty seconds or what, like one minute of material that they haven't prepared yet, and they come up with like the dorkiest. <laughs> um, <laughs> so last night I had a dick sore, and like that has nothing to do. With <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. I love watching it. Um, I, I love watching lightning round because it's just unpredictable. Yeah. you can tell who's right and who's not. Oh, yeah, I will definitely. say the highlight of the of the uh, uh, I think was it, you count that part of the lightning round or was that just something different? At the, there was a there was a brief um, dating, dating game, game episode episode yeah. with Candace as the Bachelorette and <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, what was it was it uh, Candace made the mistake of asking one of the comedians what his favorite uh, no what, if she was if she was Leonardo, a candy bar no not that one no. 
Oh, no, no she what, was what a her, five what, her, what, his, what his favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie was. <laughs> 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 yeah, and his answer to to all of our delight and surprise was Django Unchained. <laughs> and <laughs> And that was uh, that was that was interesting. Uh, I think that was, was a highlight of the night. Was it Haywood Turner C. Jr. answer that question? No, no. no. <laughs> it was it was our uh, our our friend Jimmy Ulmer. Yep. Yes, little Jimmy, little baby Jimmy oh. Ulmer. <laughs> that oh. sounds like a Haywood Turner C. answer. That does sound like a Haywood answer. <laughs> oh, Django. <laughs> 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 And then I should, uh, one, I, I should have stopped one joke ago. Huh. Where I leave y'all at? Where I leave y'all at? <laughs> was it Django? <laughs> was it then there was uh then there was the if you were a five course meal, how uh was it, if you were a five course meal, how would you eat me? I don't remember that one. See, anyway, boo, boo, God there damn, was stuff, the, stuff that happened. There was then, a whole bunch of stuff that happened. And now we, <laughs> and I don't know, lost it. We also had another show this week. We had we uh, did, a regular show Thursday at, at, at uh, Zeba Bar um, in, on 14th Street in Washington, D.C. They're in the, uh, I think that's the Columbia Heights yep. section of Washington, D.C. People keep asking me for cross streets. I've never been good with cross streets in D.C. Because <laughs> whenever you ask me, hey, where is it? At? It's on. I say it's on 14th Street. Like, and I go, 14th and what? And I go, 14th and <laughs> around the corner from Target and Giant. Well, yeah. It's 14th and two blocks north of Columbia Heights Metro Station. <laughs> it's like, Gallup oh, Theater. yeah, that's that's what's weird. I'm like, I can never give them a, a good direction as to cross where the, the hell the bar the fire is. Station. I think it's like 14th and Monroe. Is that Monroe? I think, I think it's Monroe. Oh, okay. yeah. So 14th and Monroe, if you ever want to come out to Zeba Bar, which is which is our current only show we have going on right now. Um, that is, yeah. there are more things in the works. Is that coming? Gone, but Zeba lives on. Zeba will live on until we until they again. I heard someone made a joke. Uh, I think it was Chris DeBoard in regard to what we are as a uh, oh as a comedy troupe where we, when we come they go. As it were, <laughs> that that actually hurt me a lot. It, it 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 was it like hurt to my soul, to my core. I was like, "That's not true." We've got fired from plenty of places. I was still in business. Oh yeah, definitely. They still so yeah. We've been fired enough, <laughs> but but again, Jax is gone, and um, we say goodbye. But uh, we we will never forget the memories. We will we will always have a have fond memories of Jax because again, we had a blast there for the last eighteen months. And um, I, and I think any, anything you want to add to that, Joe? Where you uh, had any feelings? You you you're the closest to Jax because at the end of the day, you spent the most time there of all by the members of that comedy. <laughs> yeah, because I had to. Yeah, uh, no one else <laughs> showed up, so you had to be there. Well, the one time I tried to not be there, uh, we had some struggles. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> I left the Mike. I left them one thing. I asked them to put the banner up. One thing. I did everything else. And, it, and they still called me five minutes after I got to the other club because I was going to do another show. Uh. And, and it actually took, I think it, it took Joey's mom to help us set up. It still took a member still, of my it family. It still took a member of the LaFaro family, family to help set up that comedy. Jesus Christ, we need to get this together. We need to get yeah. this together. We, we, we need to. 2016 is going to be the year that comedy gets its shit together. We're, we're a month in. We're not anywhere close. <laughs> 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 oh, man, folks. Hopefully by July. Yeah, hopefully. 
but July let's will not be set goals. <laughs> let's not set goals we know we can't hit. We're going to um, take a quick break on the Dot Comedy Podcast, folks. We're going to come back with a full in-depth, in in-detail in interview with Mr. Mike B. And another one of those other ones on the Dot Comedy Podcast. We'll be back in a minute, folks. And we're back on the Dot Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Marcus, joined live in the basement of Beltsville by Joey LaFaro, Blue the Intern, and the subject and the, the special guest in the building, on the phone, on the Pizza Domino Hut, Papa to Hotline, Mr. Mike B. Mike B., how are you today, sir? Uh, I'm, I'm doing fine. Uh, I want to apologize in advance. I, I meant to be there for the last episode of the uh, uh, of the Union Jacks. I, I planned on being there, but uh, uh, I got home and I, I took my shoes off, and it was like, "Don't put your shoes back on before sleep." <laughs> That's what I did. And uh, <laughs> so oh, I was there. We've had your feet, those. like <laughs> we've had those days. <laughs> we, we've had those days when he just he said, said they. I'm trying to. <laughs> He told him he's he going nowhere. Okay, yep. so you sure it was the feet? We, we've all we've all had those days yeah. when your feet just say, "Oh no, fuck this! You're you're staying here." Yeah, you're gonna lay down. You, you, you take take a load <laughs> off. Yeah, no, no. You've had enough you're, for the day. Oh, you're man. gonna go night night. <laughs> it's time to go night night. <laughs> oh man, Mike B. What? But again, we want we we have you on this show, and and we do have the occasional show where we will have a local comedians and local celebrities well celebrities as it were because we, we think of all anyone who comes on the dot comedy podcast is a celebrity in the in the dc maryland virginia comedy scene because at the end of the day we don't we don't support anything but celebrity status people am i right little cuz is a little cuz is a celebrity yes justin <laughs> is a celebrity justin brown wherever you are in the stratosphere you are a celebrity even though you suck at everything else but you do. We, I, I, think we're scraping, I think we're scraping the bottom you of the barrel. That... <laughs> he is somebody. Oh, man, but Mike, we, we just want to go over a couple things, which just see, just see um, who Mike B is. Because, uh, again, I, I haven't had a chance to sit and talk with you. I know you, I've, I've been to a few shows with you, and I've seen you perform, and, you, and you're probably, probably one of the funniest guys I've, I've seen out there. And um, just – I just want to know what, what, who Mike B is. Um, when did you start comedy, Mike? Uh, I started back in 2008, actually. I, I just came back from Iraq. Okay, and I moved right. from North. And uh, I did my tour in Iraq, and then I moved back. I, moved, I was living in Norfolk, and I decided to move up to Northern Virginia, where my current wife is now. I say current like I had an ex, but <laughs> she was my girlfriend at the time. But um, we ended up getting married and stuff like that. And, um... I figured if I could survive a war, I always wanted to do comedy. I said, if I could survive a war, I mean, comedy can't be that hard. And, um, <laughs> and, and so I went to uh, All Stars Comedy Club, which was a local club um, back then in 2008, uh, and got took a $25 class on how to learn how to do comedy. This dude named uh, Dave Tullis, who passed away, who was my first mentor in um, comedy. And, um, that I went on Saturday. He said, "Come, come past Sunday, and uh, we have a showcase, um, and you're gonna be fine." I was like, "All right, cool." So I was going to just go and watch the show. Uh, the host of the show was, was a comedian named Dean Bass, 
I don't know if y'all heard of Dingbat. DZ Dingbat. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Dingbat. So, um, <laughs> okay. he, so he hosted the show, and out of nowhere, he was like, I'm going to bring on my, uh, this new comic. And I was looking around, like, oh, there's a new comic. I'm not the only one. I was kind of planning on performing. And he was like, you know, <laughs> he introduced me. Oh, no. And, uh, <laughs> and I didn't have any material. So I was, I had this one joke, and I had like this improv joke that I just came up with. I thought it would be funny. By the way, anything that you think is going to be funny, now the times it's not going to be funny when you leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go up here, and the premise of the joke is no man never knows how to read an ultrasound picture. Like a woman can read an ultrasound picture just based on the shadows. Like, hey, that's the head, that's the penis, that's the belly button, that's the foot. But a man just sees a different shadow, just different shapes of shadows. <laughs> it starts off good, but then me taking it to the next level, I thought it would be even a better joke if I actually posed in the form of an actual sonogram picture. So <laughs> I get up in this, I get up in this chair and I hang directly upside down like a bat, and I'm on this stage and it's, it's not as big as the Junior Jack stage. It's probably about the size of a zebra, but take a corner of a zebra and that was the stage. <laughs> and I, I get up in this chair, I hang upside down, and like 20 seconds into saying this is what the ultrasound picture looks like. The chair starts tumbling over. And as it's tumbling over, I'm still in the chair and I fall out of the chair oh, no. side first. Oh, <laughs> side wow. first. Yeah. Knocks the mic stand down. I'm hella embarrassed. Um I then I stand back up, I nuts myself off and I say, All right, well, I can't end any better than that. And I, <laughs> I put the mic stand up and I walk where my friends were at and I walked directly to my car. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no break, there was no like, you know, after the set, you're like, hey, this set but it was like I left the stage and I just kept going. Yep. And like I did and my the same friend, thing. <laughs> my friend my friend at the time was like, Hey, you know, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going home. I don't want nobody Instagram. <laughs> I don't want nobody to buy the stage I'm going home. <laughs> and I went Man. home. And um and then from there I was like, well I started at ground zero. There's only one way up. Hey. So, I just, so I just kept going to the class, and that's how I got started. Oh, man. So that was your first time in front of an audience? First time. Really? Um, yeah, and I, and, and I ended it with a bang, literally. Mike standing on the yeah. ground. I'm on the ground. <laughs> chair still hanging off the ground. I didn't have the decency to pick the chair up. Like, I just put the mic stand up. Put the mic, in the mic, mic back in the mic stand. Like, I can't hit better than that. And I and I walked off stage. Wow! And I just kept walking. <laughs> to my car. I, I think if I think if I I think I I would do the same thing. I probably would too. <laughs> Walk away like you weren't that, like that. What did that happen? wasn't even me? I wasn't I don't there. Even know who it was. I don't know what just happened back there. <laughs> Y'all need to tell that guy to not go back on stage again. That'd be that'd be all I said as I'm walking out to my car. Whoever that guy was, he spilled all them drinks and stuff. You need to tell him not to go on stage again. But <laughs> you really have the audacity to knock over the chair on stage. This is unacceptable. <laughs> this is unacceptable for this establishment. <laughs> oh man, but that that is great. I mean, that it's always it's always fun to hear uh comics first uh first times up because uh, it's it's always a different experience for most. Um I told one joke. Um I'm going down in history as a winner because I told a joke during our uh, Back to the Future night. Oh yeah. That bomb that would have bombed horribly, no matter what what fucking venue it was in. But then I was the only one to tell a joke. Guess who happens? I'm the grand champion of the Back to the Future competition. 
because I won. Ha 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 ha! I have a trophy at home that says it. It's a beer glass. <laughs> it was, it was a bar. beer glass. Yeah. Where there, where there is a coffee co- or a it's beer a, koozie it in a beer, there. It was a beer koozie, a beer glass, and it's a Mardi Gras beads. And I'm there's like, some beads. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my so trophy you, for my so first time. You were all set on, on Tuesday then. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Mike, uh, so you said before though you want you said you wanted to get into comedy before that though. So did you have like a favorite comic that kind of inspired you to do that or? It, 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 it's weird because I always felt like. Um, even before I started doing stand-up, I always felt like I was on stage. I was always acting, like, in regular life. Okay, so okay. in my head, I'm like, I'm in I'm in Iraq, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to talk to one of my friends that I'm in Iraq with. But for, in my head, I'm like, this is scene two, act three. We're in, <laughs> we're in the barracks. <laughs> we're in the barracks, actually. And, like, I'm talking to them, like, I'm reading the script from my head, but I'm not. But I always felt like I was in some sort of movie or I'm doing some sort of stand-up. So, so growing up, um, most black comedians would tell you they watched Def Jam, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the privilege of having that luxury of having that experience until I was like in my 20s because I was raised with my grandparents okay. who were very strict about certain sorts of entertainment. Okay. So my very first comedian that I saw and I actually admired was off Comedy Central, and it was like the Gallagher Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> so now I'm watching Back to the 60s. I'm watching Gallagher roll around on a skate, telling jokes. He's smashing watermelons. And all I kept thinking about was people really are paying money to sit front row to have their white T-shirts painted red. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that was my first experience. I, I, I watched Gallagher, and I was like, I could do that. And then from there, it was, uh, uh, it was the Tracy Holman show and the Simpsons, but they used to have another show. What it was called, I think it's called Comic Strip Live. They used to air on Fox, so you had like late night comedians there, and then it went from there to watching BET um, Comic View. Okay. And uh, so you know, I would see like Cedric Entertainer. I remember Cedric Entertainer was hosting Comic View, but like some more yeah. um, those early episodes, uh, watching Queen Aisha perform, and then actually seeing Queen Aisha. And it's funny, uh, I was like, man, if I could become a comedian, I'll make it. And then I started doing comedy. And I opened up for it. I was like six months in, and um, it was at this chicken shack in Stafford, Virginia. And I was I was looking forward to opening up for Queen Aisha. And I was like, oh man, I can't wait to open up for Queen Aisha. And, and I see her pull up. And I'm like, oh, she's gonna pull up like an Alexis, but it was like a Ford Escape. And I was like, oh, she must have rented that. And, and, like she must have just came back from a hell of a tour, and like they they left her reservations or itinerary up, and they put her in a Ford Escape. But but it was a real DC license plate, and I was like, oh, this is her. This is this is actually her car. Uh, this is my future. And so, like, <laughs> so like this, I was like, I was like, well, the money and everything is out the window. This is just pure passion and love. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there, there is no money. So that was your sobering moment. Yeah, it went from, oh, I could be Steve Harvey Gallagher one day to I, I could just be riding around the Ford Escape in 2020. <laughs> 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 it's it, actually for all because I'm riding around the Jeep Patriot. Yeah. And, you know, people say, like, I'm the funniest comic in, in D.C. I'm like, uh, just always says, you're one of the underrated comics in D.C. I'm like, I can't be but so underrated. I'm riding around the Jeep Patriot in 2015. I'm fucking killing the game right now. Like, it's an early bomb. Like, it's a this year bomb. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> if he if he got a if he got a twenty fifteen a twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen, then you you've made it. <laughs> That's impressive that that his introduction to comedy was prop comedy and he didn't go running for the hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, Gallagher yeah. carrot top and you didn't go screaming out of the room. <laughs> I mean so it's, the funny thing. Well, the funny thing with Gallagher was, and, and like a lot of people didn't talk about him as a prop comic, but if you really, if you take out the props, he actually had actual material. Oh, he does, yeah. yeah. And people li- literally was hanging on his every word because he was like, to me, he he was like, uh, uh, and, I, and I'm gonna, I forgot his name already, just that fast. Uh, he's one of the famous comedians, the white guy. He always wore all black, the older guy. I forgot his name. I'm so embarrassed. But um. he's one. Of, uh, would you say, uh, damn it, uh, Shining Time Station. Oh, Carlin. George Carlin? Yeah, yeah, George Carlin. Okay. Like, he, he had those moments of, of him doing his monologue. People were listening, and there was punchlines in it. Okay. But then he would end it all with just doing, just smashing watermelon. So it completely <laughs> eliminates all that material he talked about because they just came for the watermelon. Which is funny. It's like a black cookout. He just came for the watermelon. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, so he really had like material in that. It, it just interests me that the fact that every show that I saw him in, it was like a different concert. And, you know, I remember the one we had the big couch, and like who finds a couch that that's big? Yeah, and he's just bouncing on this couch, and he's telling jokes, while rolling on roller skates. It was just <laughs> interesting to me. I think I remember watching that same Gallagher marathon in Comedy Central. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where Comedy Central started. I think, I think that's all. That's that all was... Comedy Central played for the first like five years of Comedy Central yeah. was Gallagher because it was the safest thing they could put on. Back when they had regularly. Craig Kilborn doing the Daily Show. Yeah, that same year they had Craig Kilborn. Uh, they they played Gallagher marathons every Saturday. Way before I ever had cable. Yes, back back at the Stone Age. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but Mike, you up? Uh, you have a. Yeah, you have a lot of things going on with you. You uh, you have a podcast yourself, don't you? Yeah, I have a podcast. Uh, he says, she says show. Okay. Um, it's been running for about a year. I had another one called the Open Mic Radio Show, so it's pretty much like a spinoff. Of, of the, the he says, she says show is a spinoff of Open Mic Radio Show. Doing the show sometimes, and we're basically two comics, male, female, of course, and we're talking about our lives from a male and female point of view was a few punchlines in there here and there and it's really funny because like she's like this um she's like this like feminist who's black who's militant but every now and then she hates black men and i'm like a misogynist who's like like pro-black but every now and then i'm like yo women are fucking up the game right now so it's really really who's your regular co-host for this uh, no, it's just me and Michelle, and sometimes we'll bring in other guests. Oh, oh Michelle, it. sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So Her name it, is Michelle. Like, sometimes? Two, she's like one of my best friends. Uh, it's funny because uh, some people might call me misogynist sometimes, but everybody <laughs> that I hang out with are all women, so <laughs> yes. I, I, I find that very odd. They're like, "You're a misogynist. You're a point of view is misogynistic," and I'm like, "That's funny because uh, when I did my DVD taping, I opened up with all women." And um, <laughs> I always sort out the women in comedy because I love watching women do comedy because I feel like they're underrated. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely agree with that, man. Oh, man. But we're going to take a quick break. Mike, we're going to come back. Mike's going to join us for the rest of the Die Comedy Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more fun and more thrills on the Die Comedy Podcast. Yeah. 
Hey, Joey, what you know about that? I know nothing about that. <laughs> I know I need to find this remote. <laughs> Which remote are you looking for? That one over there. The one over there. Intern Blue, get the remote. Uh, okay, hold on. And welcome back, folks, to the Die Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Marcus, joined live in the basement of Beltsville. I'm trying boys, to watch this video silently. Joey LaFaro. <laughs> Intern Blue and our special guest on the on the Pizza Domino Hut, uh, Papa Two Pizza Line to go to, to, to go to goes. Yeah, I, I was gonna say we might have actually possibly Mr. Mike B. Never mind. Whatever. Lido Papa Hut. Lido Papa Huts. Yes, that it is. That's Lito what we'll call Papa it. Huts. The Lido Papa Huts uh, phone line. <laughs> you know, when, whenever I, I'm at a doc comedy event and I see Jesse Revis, I automatically assume that's the same shirt he wore the last time I seen him <laughs> at another doc comedy event. He usually wears the same clothes. He's got like four black shirts and he just interchanges them depending on the day. I just yep. picture like, like he has in his closet like just like a rose of that same black shirt <laughs> on hangers. Yeah, sort of like. Uh, Except I, I three he, of them are in a slightly darker black. <laughs> I, I, like I think he just be like, oh, I got a show tonight. I better head to Walmart and get a fresh black shirt. I don't want to, <laughs> I want to throw people off. Can't, <laughs> can't have people thinking I'm changing up on them. <laughs> either that, or it's sort of like Barney's closet in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, where it's the it's same suit everywhere. Oh man! But folks, we are back again. Um, a lot of things going on this week. Again, we close Union Jacks, but something surprising happened, Joey. Um. This week, white people and um, got really mad. Uh, about Wait, why is that? Why why is it surprising? I think white people are always mad. Oh yes, it is not surprising. Blue, thank you for hitting the nail <laughs> directly on the head. I am not surprised at, at at how angry white people became over Beyonce's Super Bowl performance. I am because I didn't know she was doing the halftime show. <laughs> I knew she was doing it. I sort of saw it. Well, she I did it a couple of years it. ago, so I, I thought like yeah. they had I to cycle watching... through the entire other no, DVD collection. They had they had Coldplay, and everyone who everyone who heard their announcement for Coldplay went, "Why the fuck is Coldplay there?" So they said, "You know what? We're gonna do something different. We're gonna bring back two of the best shows we had: Beyonce and Bruno Mars." And Bruno, gonna, the Bruno Mars was good, and we're gonna bring back Beyonce and Bruno Mars to do the same songs they did the years they were actually performed at the Super Bowl. Not new shit. Neither one of them did new shit. This is the funniest part about the whole thing. If you listen to the entire halftime show, every Beyonce song they sang were the ones she performed in two thousand fourteen. No, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, and everything Bruno Mars performed was the song he sang last year yeah, for the halftime is. show. Mike, did you get a chance to see the halftime show? Um, this, I'm going to tell you a quick story. This is exactly what happened. Uh, I had a Super Bowl party at the house, and we're playing dominoes, and the halftime show starts, and the cold plays up. I know it's cold play, but that's someone told me. So <laughs> I'm playing dominoes, and I look over at the screen, and I say, well, who's the white guy performing? And no one knows. <laughs> and then my boy yells out, man, it'd be, it'd be great if Beyonce could save this show. And Beyonce came out like the Black Wonder Woman and, <laughs> and, and, and started performing. And, I, and it's amazing that you actually know what song she performed because I was too busy looking at those thighs. Oh, and yeah. She was <laughs> like, I don't know what song she performed, but um, all I know is I was like, well, who's the white people? Who's these white uh, people there? Who are all these white people with Just Beyonce? So you know, the, only, the only thing you have to know is that 
the, the, the singer's name is Chris Martin, and he used to be married to Gwyneth Paltrow. That's all you need to know. I don't think you need to know that. You don't even need to I know that. Just the white guy no, on stage. No one needs to know that. No one needs to know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I didn't know any of that was because when that happened, I wasn't in front of a television because uh, we went to uh, Beer Baron in D.C. for a comedy show prior to the Super Bowl. And at halftime, we decided to pick up, move to Hooters because tits. And then um, I went outside and uh, my car had been broken into. So I had to deal with that during the halftime show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Horrible Lots fucking of night. fuckery. Horrible fucking night for dot comedy. When, uh, when the dot comedy mobile, which everyone knows and loves, it sits outside of uh, Zebra Bar and Union Jacks. Now, fortunately for all of our beloved dot comedy fans, no, no dot comedy property was taken. Yes. But my day job property was yes. taken. So I, I did not have my work laptop, which caused uh, some, some stir this week. But, uh, work shenanigans. But the next morning, so but the thing was, when I at the time, I had forgotten that I had the laptop in the car, mm-hmm. so I didn't initially report it stolen until the next morning when I realized I didn't have it when I was trying to go to work. Ah. So I had to call them back and say, hey, add this to the police report. <laughs> About 10 minutes after I get to work, the police call and say, hey, we got your backpack. And then the next day, I got a message on Facebook from some German girl who lives in that area who had reported it to the police. Oh, okay. So it was, a, it was like, uh, it's hard for... for it was weird that uh, you know it took Germany and the police coming together <laughs> to deliver me my property. To get and you your stuff back. It it seemed like you know reverse Nazism. It was weird. I didn't. I don't know how that so works. I have, a, I have a question for you, Joey. That that backpack. What color was that backpack? Black. Black backpack matter, yo. That's the only. That's the only reason why you, you, your stuff came back safe. They saw a black backpack. They're like, not, tr- not again. Not, not on my watch. I had another Trayvon Martin backpack incident. You call that shit in right now. Black backpacks matter, yo. Black backpacks matter. Black backpacks matter. Oh I'm not God. saying that all. I'm not saying that all black pack, All backpacks don't matter. <laughs> I'm just saying at this particular time, black ones matter a little bit more during Black History Month. During Black History Month. <laughs> that's true. It was Black History Month. Oh my God, but. But back to the Super Bowl outrage. The, white people haven't been this mad since Janet Jackson pulled her black titty out on uh, at the Super Bowl. Yeah. They have not been. And, and all Beyonce and did. Why would you be mad about a titty in the first place? I, 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 I was not mad at it. I watched it a number of times, and yeah, I was not I, upset I watched by it. it. I, I watched it the other day <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> Ew. Just when he, when while he was listening while, to while, I'll Make Love while, to while, You. I'll make love to you. That's what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. With the candles lit. Yeah. The candles lit. And the lights dim low with a, with a glass of red wine. You yeah. just looking at the Beyonce halftime show again. Oh, my goodness. But with soft asshole in the corner. They, they, it's no. it's so, Jason. I really hate you. It's Why so, are you watching that video, Jason? I'm right here. <laughs> Leave Esther alone. Esther is, not, <laughs> Esther is a nice woman. She keeps so, Jason so, so, happy. So, the, the, the problem, the problem, and this is just a theory, and this is a theory of mine. The reason why white people are getting upset about what Beyonce did is because it touched on some issues that have been rumbling in the American history. Let's just call it what it is: uh, segregation, slavery. You know, literally black people. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so it touched on it just a little bit. But white people are acting like you know, I don't know if any man on this phone is going to be caught cheating, right? But when you get caught cheating, the first thing you do is you get an attitude and try to deny that you was cheating, even though she has all the evidence. 
And that's what it is. It's like, hey, we're just touching on the fact that you guys are talking about the Black Panthers and trying to call them the Ku Klux Klan. Bullshit, that's racist. No, 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 no. Like, no, we still got the history books. You, you hung niggas. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you can't deny it. You can't deny it. I have the evidence right here. It's, it's right here. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what that's what's going on. White people are trying to deny the history that, that, that this stuff didn't happen and whatever it gets brought up to the light. Like, hey, the Black Panthers are actually cool. No, they won't. They was out here trying to feed y'all niggas. They're like, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we were too busy putting on white hoods and trying to hang y'all. And y'all out here trying to protect yourselves and feeding and making sure your kids grow up healthy and strong and be up to be, to be for the white people. Like, we don't want that. That didn't happen. Yes, because Black Panther Party to all to all white people who ever heard of the Black Panther Party mo- uh, name mentioned, it's always a bunch of blacks with guns that are trying to take something away from white people. I thought it was all a bunch of princes from Africa that were that have advanced technology and vibranium stuff. <laughs> no, I, I actually I actually thought it was some super in- a bunch of super intelligent actual black. Panthers. <laughs> you thought it was just a party of Black Panthers. Yeah, I actually thought it was like. See, Mike, that's like, the difference like between, like, between off white and real white. <laughs> like, like, like Bagheera from from the Jungle Book got a bunch of his friends together, and, and stuff happened. Damn it! I'm so I'm so tempted to meet your Mike. Are you Are you saying the stuff that happened is like crack? That's the stuff that happens. Yes. <laughs> a little oppression. Is that is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's how it's felt. Uh, but it's it's such a it's such a clusterfuck. And truthfully, I, I look at it all and I go, I'm I'm a little upset. I mean, when when certain people say it, like Giuliani, when he says that uh, Beyonce's doing nothing but uh but trying to make pro. Uh, anti-cop uh why why is he still a th- like why is giuliani why is he still a thing well he's everybody's favorite mayor because he was there during 9-11 that's yeah. all he does get on tv and said 9-11 and then he goes <laughs> away <laughs> until it's time to say 9-11 again it's, it's not just any tv he that's, just goes on fox, goes on fox news, on fox news yeah to talk, their point of view should automatically be just like like erased <laughs> yeah earth because <laughs> like very from a complete and utter earth. You know, except who, you for know except gets, for Megyn Kelly, because she can get it. You know who? You know who gets yeah. a general. Like, I don't want to hear talk though. So you know who gets a general pass? Who? Who? I, I'm going to say this right now. Who? Who I respect because he's the one who should be beating the drum of 9/11 and, and saying whatever the fuck he feels like every chance he gets. George Bush. I have not heard George Bush once come out and say anything against anybody. A because he's probably drunk and he doesn't really care. But he's, he's done with the the, the pressures of the office. He's, he's done with everything. The he only thing he's act, the only thing he's done recently he did a, he just did a campaign ad for his brother in Florida, <laughs> which is not a good idea. Hi, I'm George Bush. And, and, and you know why he did that campaign ad for his brother? Because you know his brother is going to lose and he have to do it over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> It's uh, not like his brother is winning. His it's brother's... like, oh, man, I got to do another six months of this shit. He's like, you know what? I got a couple of favors. I'll go ahead and do this one ad. Hey, like, you want to win anyway. Pretty much. Go yeah. for my brother. He's a dumbass. And, <laughs> yeah. Clap I mean, hey, And then he who, just walked away. And it, it's of... more of, <laughs> who knew I was the smart one? That's what I he should. That should have been his ad. He should have went, hey, I'm George Bush. Vote for my brother. I'm the smart one. And then everybody would have went, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeb. Jeb shouldn't even, I don't even understand how he was a candidate because 
look at Florida for and five seconds and you go, no, like, <laughs> I don't want any of the things that happen there. I want anything that runs that there. state in regular government. But that's where we need the wall. <laughs> you hear the most bizarre stories coming out of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I did you the, the thing the other day where the, the guy pulled, was trying to pull a prank, so he threw a oh, three-foot yeah. alligator, three foot alligator into, a, into, a, into, a Wendy's. into a Wendy's window. The only in Florida. Only in Florida. <laughs> I, you, you just took one of my damn stories. First of all, the, the question damn I have it. is, who's, who's picking up, re, who's rescuing alligators <laughs> to play pranks? To play pranks and draft foods. Like, you know what? That alligator needs to be rescued and to be a part of a good prank. <laughs> Grab that alligator, put him in the back seat, the child safety seat. <laughs> I can see it now, buckled, <laughs> bugging in across your heart straps in the, the child safety seat. The answer to your question is Bobby Boucher. It's <laughs> <laughs> that swamp. Oh, man. But there's more I going on. This. What is that? Uh, I was about to say, I saw this one video. It is only right people do this. And it, it might be something that actually happens in Florida. And I, if the kangaroos is in Florida, um, this will actually happen. I saw it on Facebook, and I posted it. Um, so there's, there's a kangaroo minding his own business. I don't know if he's eating, feeding his young. I don't know what this kangaroo is doing. And, and the white guy runs up to the kangaroo, and the kangaroo's back is turned, and he gets ready to pull on the kangaroo's tail. And the kangaroo stood up, turned around, got into his boxer stand. Like, oh, if you don't get away from my tail, I'm about to give you a two-piece and put these feet on you. Yes. And like, <laughs> about to put the and, paws uh, on them. Like, this, like, the, like the kangaroo from Looney Tunes <laughs> with the yeah. boxing gloves. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, my God, who knew the kangaroos go hard like that? I'm like, <laughs> like, he went from hunched over to being, I'm about to fuck you up, like, right now. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. The thing <laughs> I is, I lovable. I thought they walked like... around with their little young in their pouch. I didn't think they... They go straight Sweet Pea. They go from zero to Sweet Pea Whitaker in like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Kangaroos are dangerous. So are alligators. Don't the throw them. I'm never going Wendy's. to Australia, ever. Why? Well, Australians <laughs> scare me. Australia's filled with things that will kill you. Yeah. Dingoes <laughs> eat babies. D- yeah. <laughs> Dingoes. Or, or, kangaroos or. will punch you. <laughs> The, the fucking, are they have those weird jellyfish that are like thin. You can't see. Oh yeah, them. irukandji. They're, like, they're about as big as your thumbnail, and they'll kill you as instantly. soon as you touch them. Are, There's giant insects. Are are koala bears in, in in Australia? Yes, and they're evil. They're vicious, evil creatures. <laughs> I love I love koala bears. They make some of the best memes. I don't know if I know this. <laughs> they, they make some of the best memes. They do. But <laughs> have you seen a wet koala bear? It's terrifying. <laughs> no, but koala bears are evil little fuckers. Google wet koala bear. I guarantee you, you think differently. They're the gremlins. They're exactly what that movie was about. <laughs> the only things, the the only thing that's actually good that comes out of uh, Australia are kookaburras, and that's it. Oh man, kookaburra blues. That was that yeah, was that was your kookaburras. Yes, oh, and man. old gum trees. Kookaburra wings, like they have it. Uh, Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. Yes, they do have that Outback Steakhouse. But other things are going on in the world. You know what else is going on in the world? Football players being stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. The, the football players. And this is just the fact of life. If you're a pro football player, like you just need to have someone who finds dates for you. Yes. Because when, when you try to find your own, this happens. So uh, d- the New York Giants defensive tackle, uh, his name is Jay Brom- Bromley. And he's only 20. Yeah. This is a 23-year-old kid. It's his second yeah. year in the league this year. Second year in the league. He he is uh, accused of sexual assault 
by a woman he went on a date with. Now, the full details of the date have finally come out. He went on a date with her. During the date, he found out she was a prostitute. He decided, hey, I ain't dealing with this shit. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, he's an NFL player. He doesn't need a prostitute. And she jumps on the hood of his car. Okay, we may have mis- misinterpreted that. Okay. So he, so they started doing some sexual activity. Okay. And then he tried to go to the next sexual activity, and then she refused. And that's where things get weird, because then he left. So... <laughs> So he's like, all right, fine. You don't want to do that. Bye. And then she followed him, demanding a ride home. Then she climbed on the roof of his car, and he decided to keep driving. <laughs> and then what she a fell moron. off and hurt her like a knee. Um, that sounds like that sounds like a premise for a great Frankie J joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Frankie J. And and then and then penguins. No, no, no. Stop. So, Frankie J, that's my that's that's one of my good friends. Uh, I love Frankie J to death, to death. But like that whole story of that football player sounds like the beginning of a great Frankie J. Hey dad, I'm over here type of joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but it but again, it, it goes to the the asinine. ESPN even fucked up this article. That's not accurate. What's not accurate? They said that he's drafted in the second round. That's not. That's not true. What round was he drafted in? He was drafted in the third round. Oh, not okay. that it's a big. That is completely <laughs> irrelevant to the story. I'm just like ESPN. Get your facts right, Dan Graziano. <laughs> you fo- he's the staff writer who follows the Giants. Like he knows that. I'm, I'm surprised you know this much about it. Truthfully, Joey, because I don't. Do you not see the shirt I'm wearing? I know Mike can't, but you can. That faded giant shirt. Faded. I thought. I thought that was just that something you had. The couch we're sitting on. Yeah, and 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 and, and the, uh, the the stained towel that we're sitting on in, in yeah, the, the basement the of Beltsville. Cum stained rug. That yeah, you're sitting it's on. A blanket. Cum stained blanket <laughs> you're sitting on. I'm sorry, I don't have a cum stained closet like you, Blue. <laughs> I don't. All right, all right. Whatever. Enough of that. Y'all are retarded. <laughs> And there's probably a picture of Boys to Men from the Word Up magazine. I'll make it up to you playing slowly or repeat on the old disc man. <laughs> I honestly wish I had my old disc man. Jesus. Shut up, Blue. You would. <laughs> you would want that. Oh, man. But speaking of crazy shit happening in the world, prostitutes aside, football players aside, Mike, you're married. You're a married man. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that because I have to be at every show to keep my wife from thinking I'm cheating. I'm married. (laughs) I'm happy. Um, I look, but I don't look, if that makes sense. Edit that part out, though. (laughs) Gotcha. We'll take care of that. But have you you ever been mad at your wife? Let me tell you something. I'm mad right now. (laughs) All right. So she she just got home. Oh. I'm bad right now, but I'm happy. I'm happy. But, you know, like, it, it, marriage to me, right, this is the cycle of marriage to me. Um, as a young man, because y'all are relatively young, as a young man, you fight your whole life in your teenage years to move out of your mother's house to be single and have your own place and to be able to throw your dirty socks all over the living room and not have to worry about somebody paying to pick up your socks, right? Yes. Just so you can find a woman 
who treats you just like your mother to take <laughs> pick your socks up out of the living room. And that's what marriage is. And your kids become like your little brothers who cop block you every time you try to have sex. <laughs> I just broke. I just broke down marriage to you. That's you just you, you basically broke it down <laughs> as astutely as anyone's ever broken down marriage to me. My sounds goodness, terrifying. that sounds horrible. Why would anyone want to get married? Like you, you enjoy the companionship, but at the end of the day, you just essentially you're, you're married. You're, you're basically like, hey, I miss having somebody tell me, oh, wipe your ass, man. <laughs> That's exactly what. I, I miss having right. someone to tell me what to do. I, I miss it so much. I need someone new. Oh my God! But so, Mike, how long have, how long have you been married? That's a trick question, Joey. And I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> Me and my wife have been together for two years, but we have uh, well, we've been married for two years, but we have been off and on for about 15 years. Okay. So all together, legally, uh, all together, it's about good and bad, about eight years, but uh, two years of legal marriage coming okay. up. Okay, I can understand. Honestly, that. yeah, because the years that you're off and on are like half. Yeah. Credit. Yeah. <laughs> you get half credit, and then uh, you get a full year once you're actually together again. That makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Well, here's what happens to a man in Melbourne, Australia. Again. So he's two years away from this. He's two years away? <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> so back to Australia, where I guess Australia is the the continental equivalent of Florida. Because a lot of crazy shit happens in Australia too. So a man in Australia, Mr. It's all that southern hemisphere, the water goes down the toilet the wrong way, <laughs> fucks up everything. His name is no, no, Nola Redindo. That's the that's the wife. That's the wife. No, Noella Racundo. There we go. Good job, Joey. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, she, her husband, in his infinite wisdom decided, hey, you know what? I'm done with this woman. And the best way for me to get rid of her, which way would you choose to get rid of your wife, Blue? Divorce? Yeah, divorce. Divorce and restraining order, I'm guessing. Uh, just divorce. Just, just divorce. Joey, how would you get rid of her? I'd probably call one of my uncles. Call one of your uncles. <laughs> so basically, what Joey just described is what this man did. He chose to kill his wife. No, you know, because he didn't keep it in the family. And that's the it. mistake he made. There you go. Yeah, that's right. You're a mobster, so you got to <laughs> keep it in the family. You got to you gotta call Uncle Uncle Rusty Spoons to come, <laughs> to they come gotta... over and shiv your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. You know I'm true. You know it's true. But Rusty it, Spoons. Uncle Rusty Spoons. That's how, you, that's how you kill a person with a Rusty Spoon. Jimmy Rusty Spoons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he has his wife. He, he, said he, he, con- he contracts a killer. To kill his wife. Now I'm guessing mo- most of the time when this happens, this is uh, now they were both they were both emigrated to Australia. Okay, they're both emigrated. The husband was from I believe Congo. Okay, and he had some uh, unsavory connects from his past life. Uh, they these two met because they had the same social worker when they got to Australia. Okay, so <laughs> that's not a good way to meet people. <laughs> clearly, so it, that. Um, yeah, meeting like, three people through your therapist. One step below really Craigslist is meeting people through <laughs> social worker. Therapist. Not yeah. a therapist, social worker. Same thing. No, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> social workers are the people who help you help you uh, navigate through life in the regular sense. Psychiatrists and therapists help you navigate through life through your mind. These people are designed to help you get acclimated to where you're new to a different world. Okay. This yeah. d- different from an LCSW. Yeah. Definitely different, but 
So he he contracts a person to kill his wife. So yeah, well, what happened was they went to they he, they went to a funeral in <laughs> back in Burundi, and because uh, her stepmother had died. Okay. And then some point, uh, she went to back to her hotel room, and then in the evening, she uh, the husband you know called and said, "Hey, come meet me outside," and then. She got picked up by the by the hitman. <laughs> okay. So he set this up after she's already re- grieving her for her stepmom. Yeah. And I guess like the the hitman would like this guy's a dick. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, gonna take her wife take his wife away away for a little bit. They they basically had to convince her that it, her husband was behind it. Okay. Played back the conversations they had with the husband. Okay. Where he told them to kill her, and then they gave her all the evidence and let her go, but kept the money and told him the job was done. <laughs> so these are the world's worst hitmen. Well, Don't hire these guys. guys. That's just you unprofessional. Know you know how you get those emails on Yahoo because it only happens on Yahoo. You know get those emails that say "Save the Prince" and "Prince needs one hundred and fifty dollars yeah. to save this African prince in Africa." Yes. And then you send the money, and you never get an email back. That <laughs> was the equivalent. He just got Yahoo from <laughs> spam. He got catfished by his hitman. He got the Nigerian Ponzi scheme. Nigerian buyback. So he gets caught, but he gets caught in, a, in an unpredictable kind of way. He has the funeral, and when he goes to the funeral, he's grieving his wife, and then guess who shows up to the funeral? His, his dead, dead wife, wife shows up to the funeral, and I guess it went somewhere along the lines of, is it, is it my eyes? Is it a ghost? I'm not dead yet, bitches. <laughs> then she said, surprise. surprise, I'm still alive. Yes. There you go. So I, got a, I got a question. I got sure. a question. Now, is this in, is this funeral in Africa or in America? The funeral's in Australia, back yes. in Melbourne. They went back. He went back to Melbourne when he thought she was dead to have the funeral. This whole thing okay. is like a movie. Yeah, it's a lifetime movie. So at, yeah. So at no point in time, no one said we should do a wake. We shouldn't just do a wake this <laughs> She's like wake up. Like we want to have the body already in the casket to make sure. Like we're like we're going to plan the funeral and we're just going to show up. I don't think like, that's no kind of sketchy open. part is he didn't have the body. To I put think in the I casket. think they had a memorial service, not a fu- not a funeral in a traditional sense. I think they had a casket. I think it was empty. He just told everybody that she died in some type of some way. Yeah, and then everybody just accepted it, <laughs> even <laughs> though she was nowhere to be found during this period. And it actually turns out. She was like living there in the town for months, like <laughs> incognito, like, 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 uh, biting like her long time. kiss goodbye. Like she did the hair dye thing. Wow. But <laughs> again, why would you? Uh, I, I've never been married, and I've never, I've never gotten to the point. Actually, I've gotten to a point in a relationship where I really wanted to kill my significant other, but I've never gotten to a point where I've called anybody to actually kill her. Generally, it ends before that point. I'm, I'm just that's just me and. First things first, if I'm going to have her killed, she's going to completely die. Everyone's <laughs> going to know she's dead. They're going to see her. Because that way it, it it absolves me of all wrongdoing. If everyone sees, she's gone. Because at the end of the day, the first person they always blame whenever a woman goes up missing is the husband. They always go, oh, the husband had something to do with it. It's 
possible foul play. So here's what you splay him out. That way the world goes, hey, it wasn't him. He was there with us crying. Well, not laughing. He was there crying with the rest of us. How can you be this stupid? (laughs) How can you be this stupid? You don't have a body, but you're going to go back and just say, yeah, she's dead. She's obviously dead. I haven't seen her. She must be dead (laughs) because I see her every day. She's my wife. Of course she's dead. And then you come to find, and then she, can Mike, you're you're a married man. If you're sitting at your wife's funeral and she taps you on the shoulder and says, "Surprise, I'm not dead." <laughs> Are you having a heart attack at that moment, or do you think you'll go, "Oh shit, it's you, <laughs> Mike"? Did we lose Mike again? We may have. Oh no, my bad. I'm oh. sorry. I had to phone on mute because see, my wife, even though she knows I'm doing a radio interview, <laughs> at, at any point in time she's going to bring up something random like, "Why do you leave your drawers on the ground?" Y'all need to, y'all need to hear that on the podcast. So I had to phone on mute. I was doing some professional courtesy. Okay, I appreciate, we appreciate I, that because I, I, I immediately went to Facebook and forgot I was on mute. Anyway, so <laughs> it's all um, right. um, so this is what I would do. Okay, she shows up, right? Like, how I'm surprised about that. I would immediately open up the casket, and no matter what size that casket is, I would scrunch myself up in that <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, 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 like, lock myself in and be like, yeah, y'all go ahead and send me through that incinerator. Like, we need to get cremation anyway. Just go ahead and send me through that incinerator. So if Good you night, y'all. Stick around. <laughs> So at that point, you've lost the Highlander battle. Like There can only be one. Only one. She survived your attempt. <laughs> you lose by default. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, so I mean, you, you think about it. How much money did he really spend on a death that didn't happen? He got, he got catfished. He got catfished by the, by the, the big hit man. His wife didn't show up. He didn't plan a funeral, so that's probably about another five grand he just planned. I don't know how much money he got back in, in life insurance. They're both black, so they probably don't have life insurance. And that's completely racist stereotypical. But let's just go with that. They don't have any life insurance. He's completely broke on a fake hit. I'm going to the incinerator. Well, I only need the casket head first. I'm going yeah, to dive right, right in. Now, Mike, nowhere in the story did they say that she wants a divorce. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? I mean, I'm not saying that it didn't happen, but it's not in the story. Not mentioned that she wanted a divorce. So. <laughs> that would be the first thing out of my mouth if I was her. Well, after surprise, I'm alive. Uh, I'm taking everything. Take a look like at that. Scroll up to her picture real quick. Well, there's nothing to take because Jesus. all the money went to her being dead. And yeah. by her not being dead, it completely null avoided that whole sale. And then he put <laughs> money into a fake funeral. So whatever money he had left over is completely gone. You want to hear she the doesn't f- need to do She'll need the divorce. I just need to run to that incinerator while the fire is still hot. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get up in those flames. <laughs> I need to know. But here's the fucked up part about this whole situation, the biggest, most most disturbing thing. Dude only got nine years for inciting incitement to murder. He only got nine years? What? Nine years for incitement like, to murder. It's black history month. They're being a little lenient on, on the sentences for, <laughs> oh, black, oh, for black, right. black citizens. Yeah, black um, sentences are being, getting reduced for black history. Oh, month. no, no, no. You want Joe, to know Joe, Joe, you may not know that. They just sent it out through the, um, they sent it out through the, um, through the newspaper, the Muslim panned out. Oh. It's a newspaper and a bean pie, and I read it, and they're like, they're actually, the justice system is actually giving out lenient your uh, sentences for the next 20 to my days. And then they're gonna, you know, then they're gonna go back to giving us the hammer, throwing a book at us, yes. for selling a dime bag of weed. But right <laughs> now, we can kill people and like only get two years with probation in a year and time served. Yeah, March first, we go back to minimum, <laughs> mandatory minimum sentencing. 
<laughs> for Black yeah. History Month, we get we get we get white treatment for Black History Month. <laughs> why, why 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 do you think Ben Carson is still running for Republican candidate? Why do you think he's still <laughs> in a race? Because Black History Month, well, he would have been fell out. I thought it was because people think the Earth is flat, and I thought that was his <laughs> people. I, well, I thought it's just because still he's still nap, asleep. So he doesn't even know he's still in the race. He just keeps <laughs> periodically showing up to these platforms, and yep. he wakes up when they ask him a question. <laughs> I think he's actually already what? embalmed, and he's dead already. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> he, he might be a zombie. We don't know. That is a high possibility. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. But other other craziness going on in the world. Um, have you ever been hit in the face with a dildo, Mike? Uh, let me tell you something. I wouldn't, if I did, I wouldn't admit it on, on, on this podcast. There's video. There's video of what happened. So a, I actually read this article. This yes. Oh, she got it close. To I got. It. I got. I, that'll be the screenshotted uh, photo for this week's dot comedy podcast. But what happened was there was a. Down. Go, so what? <laughs> no, this is the funny part. Now I'm, now I'm gonna explain everything that happened. So there was a there's a politician from what what country was it? From? New, New Zealand. Zealand. He's a New Zealand politician. He is. Uh, he, <laughs> he he was he's he's meeting with um with other world leaders to 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 figure out the uh, economic development for for the the country New Zealand. Basically, he's selling out the country. <laughs> So, what happened is a protester shows up, and he's having he has a regular interview set up with a uh, with a regular reporter, and a protester shows up. She takes a dildo, roughly a, a nice sized pink dildo, or roughly about nine inches, I'd say. That's about nine. Don't you think, Joey? Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Pretty hardy. It was made for my mold. It was yeah, a mold. I did that mold. It was so, a Mike B uh, molded. Yeah, about nine inches. It was well, a pink molded they, Mike B. They put penis. your they put your mold in white face, Mike. <laughs> yeah, because hey, it was I a pink get, one. I, I, I think I, I know I can get it. I don't think it was all pink. Watch. Yeah, it's all pink. It's got a red head. It, no, it's it, see, it's 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 that flesh color. It's that white <laughs> flesh color with a pink head on it. <laughs> it's so funny. She throws it, and now what the dildo does is it hits. The ministry, <laughs> like this, is like telestrating. I really wish it hits the minister in his mouth, <laughs> and it bounces off his mouth and hits the reporter in the boob. That's oh, what man. makes it hilarious it's because the it head's hits pointing right at the tip. <laughs> like it's that special, and she's immediately grabbed because again she just assaulted a government official. But the fact remains, it hit him square in the mouth and then hit the chick in the boob and then falls on the ground and everyone's like, oh whoa. <laughs> This is the funniest shit I've ever seen. But at the end of the day, is that a good way to protest? Do you think yes. she used it beforehand? I, 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 I hope I, that's the true meaning of the word dick. I hope. So. <laughs> I, I, I actually hope so. I hope she did too. I hope it came right out of her vagina. She just she threw was, it out there. She was one hole away from the trifecta on that one. Yeah, she was. And all it needed hey. is hit an asshole on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody bent hey, over you, picking something up. <laughs> do you do you think she was playing um um I'll make love to you on her iPhone? <laughs> um the dildo at the dude's head. That needs to be a meme. We need to that make that video, to be a Mike. Meme. It needs to be on Facebook. <laughs> that needs to be Replay on Facebook. Slow motion with that music. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, but it hits him in the face, hits her in the boob and it falls to the ground. Now they rush him off, they rush her off. Hello, She's arrested. Frame by frame. This is great. And, but it's such a it's such a 
a weird situation because you never you never think that's gonna fucking happen. Hold on, Marcus. Can uh can we can we get some NFL music? <laughs> that's a lot of work, Joey, for something no one's gonna see because we're a radio true. podcast. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was such an accurate throw, and it was received, it was caught at the five yard line, and it went in for a touchdown after the fumble. It was the mac- uh, immaculate deception, like it was immaculate deception. And the, the funny thing is, they pull her away, and she's walking directly with everybody else. So she's sitting there like, "Oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me." Oh, look. The only thing they could have Why made are, look, any right funnier. There. Those are the two. So that's they, the reporter. That's the, the reporter that got hit. Yeah, Why hit are they the both? And the chick that threw it. They're both orange. <laughs> You're stupid. The only thing that made this funnier is if. Is if a glitter bomb was involved. Nah, a dildo was enough. Because the thing is, if if honestly, you know, you know, it would have solved all the issues. In it wasn't Baltimore. a gay pride parade. <laughs> no, still dildo covered in glitter. That you know, still. you know, it would have solved all the issues in Baltimore if one of the one of the protesters during that weird <laughs> press conference with the governor and the mayor of Baltimore. Oh God! Through two. Double-sided dildos right in their faces, and said, "You fucked us. Now we're gonna fuck you." And then walked off. That would have been on every news channel in every city for the next eighteen fucking months. Like a dildo orang. And there would have been, there would have been, <laughs> there would have been so much reform made behind it because that was broadcast. That would have broadcast on national TV. If there was yep. bent. It would come back, come back and hit them both in the face. <laughs> Hit them both with a double-sided dildo. That's how we're going to protest from now on. Mike, get that out the, in the next um, in the next uh, Bean Pie Express, whatever the uh, <laughs> Muslims are handing out. Uh, just get that written on the back page so that white people don't see it. you got to put that on the back page. <laughs> Buy dildos, throw them at white politicians, and we'll get I, things I, done. What I will feel bad for those um, police officers who have to pick up that dildo and put it in the ziplock. Oh, yeah, we, we, did, we did that story. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> No, Joey's Joey Joey is clicking off of things and he's starting to click on the uh, dildo selfie stick, which we did a couple months ago. If you do I, that, I, I think the funniest thing of all that would be watching the the, the detectives pick up those dildos with the um, plastic gloves, <laughs> put it in a plastic evidence <laughs> bag, and using it for a uh, trial. Like and with this dildo, this is the one that slapped her right across her lips, <laughs> right here, the tip of the dildo dick, hit her right across her lips, <laughs> right right here. Back into the left. Is that not back into the left? Let's replay this video. As a prosecutor, quick. wouldn't that be like the best day of your life? Oh, of course, it would be. There'd be no, there'd be no denying that one. That'd be the greatest day ever. Just gritting like an idiot the whole fucking time. Uh, Everyone else is sour and pissed off. No, it, it. The thing is, as the thing is, as a prosecutor, you have to maintain your a sense of composure. You have to maintain your composure, so you're. Just on that edge of you're biting your lip as hard as you can not to burst into laughter. I want to do a contest where we can see who can do do that whole that whole argument in a straight face. Yeah, <laughs> you have to you have to argue in a straight face. They'll call it dildo gate. We're gonna have a dildo gate competition at Zebra Bar. <laughs> Who can present that case to the jury without breaking? Without breaking. Without breaking. Without breaking character. That'd be freaking great. Oh, man, folks, we're going to take a quick break on the Dot Comedy Podcast. We'll be back with a segment 
that you all know and love. We got some people who've been clamoring for it. They've been begging me. They've been sending me harassing emails. I told Shaquana, Shanice, uh, Latrice Jackson, that if if she wanted to, to hear Blues News, she would have to wait till this week. So we're going to bring it back one more good time, folks. We'll be back with, with that segment you know and love, Blues News, in a moment on the Die Comedy Podcast. So I hear her in the DM. All eyes, yeah, I see him. Yeah, this your man, I hate to be him. It goes down in the DM. It goes down. It goes down in the DM. Hey, Joey. Yo. It goes down in the DM. What's the DM? You don't know what the DM is? It's when you, it's, uh, it's when you slide into a woman's direct messages. But it is, uh, it is the, it generally referred to as dick messages because 90% of the, pic, the things you get in DMs are dick pics. No! Oh, uh, man, Mike, you still with us? Yes, sir. Um, I'm still here. Um, <laughs> my favorite part, my favorite part of that song is when it said, where he said, Snapchat me that pussy. Yeah, that's okay. Because, because the funny part about that song, like, we all worry about our children listening to, you know, music and stuff like that. But that's like 193.9, and like, they don't edit out enough of the word pussy. So it's like, Snapchat me that puss. <laughs> so I got my five year old daughter who's listening to the song, and like, out of nowhere, she says, Yeah, Snapchat me that puss. So, like, hey, hey, you don't want to Snapchat me that pussy. You're not allowed to Snapchat pussy. You're not allowed to have a phone, actually. I don't even know what she needs. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're watching. You can't even have that phone. I need you to give me that phone back. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man. Well, we're back here on the Dot Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Marcus, joined by Joey LaFaro, intern Blue, and our special guest guest, guest host, as it was this week, Mr. Mike B. What was that? There's a bunch of stuff clicking off of uh, Joey's phone. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying being here, fellas. Um, All I want to know is, um, how many crunches Jesse, Jesse Reeves do before he goes on any Union Jack stage um, <laughs> to keep his shirt that tight. He does about 40 because <laughs> he does crunches and uh, push-ups real quick before he goes on stage, and then he puts a tinier shirt on than he came in with. Because I never see him with that black shirt on, but it seems like whenever he comes back from Comic Call, he's got that black shirt on. So I think he changes in the bathroom. And Jesse, then he, Jesse Jesse Reeves is the Jack's version of the West Side Story. He performs on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Shout out to Jesse Reeves. Jesse Reeves is a fan and friend of Dot Com. Well, member of Dot Comedy and fan and friend of the Dot Comedy Podcast. Um, we got the dual the dual podcast coming up. Us and uh, was it triple triple tack? Uh, fighters block. Fighters block. Yeah, fighters. Us triple and fighters. <laughs> Triple t- what the hell? I don't know what the name is. <laughs> Us and Fighters Block are doing a dual cast for the next UFC uh, event. Um, so join join us for that. It's coming up on the 27th, Joe, I think that's what it was. Somewhere yeah, Something there. like that. Somewhere around there. We'll, It'll we'll, be sometime this month. It'll definitely be this month, so we'll definitely get the word out for everyone to hear. Um, but again, we are here on the Dot Comedy Podcast, and... This show has gone surprisingly well for as long as it has gone, and now we're going to kick it over to Blue and a little bit of the, the, the shit you know and love. It's called Blue's News. Now, we, we do Blue's News because we need to give Blue something to do. 
And uh, we like Blue. We like having Blue around. Blue's a fun guy. He's our intern. He gets us he gets us juice when we're thirsty. He gets us snacks when we're hungry. We love Blue. Go get me pancakes next. <laughs> but you know who else loves Blue? Chief Running Barefoot loves Blue. <laughs> <laughs> and Chief Running Barefoot sent me a message on Facebook and uh and I told Wait, I told how did he get your Facebook? I thought, You're I Facebook thought friends now. We're Facebook <laughs> friends now cuz it, it took so long for us to have another Blue's news. I had to accept his friend request. So he sent me uh, Chief Running Barefoot uh, at at the Navajo Reservation in um in scenic Iowa. <laughs> he uh, he sent me a message and he said the following, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna read it to the I'm read it to the listening audience because again he he slid into my DM. So I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what it, what's on his mind. He said, "Dear DJ Marcus." Me having long problem with the continuous cancellation of me favorite heap of long time blue <laughs> news. <laughs> and I told, I, and I, I sent him back a message. I was like, well, it, it's been a kind of hectic time for us, you know, snowstorms and uh, whatnot. So we kind of, we kind of strayed away from blues news. And he's like, no. <laughs> Me heap them, love them, long time blue. <laughs> so I I stated back to him, I got you, I got you, Chief Running Barefoot. We will have a blues news for you, especially for you, and especially for Shantice Latrice Jackson in Southeast DC. Who he she hasn't sent me, she didn't send me a message this week, which I'm happy to hear. But the last message she sent me was something along the lines of, <laughs> um, I need you to stop. Postponing blues news, uh, and again she found a way to get the the tea sucking into the Facebook yes, message. Text to talk that works for her. She loves it so much. So we're gonna get some more blues news, with, which everyone knows and loves. Mikey still with us? You put us on, on mute again. Oh no, I'm still here. I actually being very unprofessional now. I started eating porch cookies. Um, <laughs> the the um, alcohol started kicking in. I need to feed the alcohol. You say you're eating bush here. cookies? Yeah, I was eating porch cookies. Um, blues Clues. Oh, fortune I love cookies. the news. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what it is. It's Blues News. And no one knows what it's like to be hated, to be faded, to telling only lies. So blue. What's going on in the world of blues news? So, a uh, a businessman, a British businessman, uh, has bought has a, purchased a new photograph of. Uh, of what blue? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you, I'll, You're looking for a drum roll or something that you did yes, not prepare me yes. for. So you um, stare at me. And go. He's looking for. He's got a photo of, and you stare I, off into my it, fucking face. I, it's mainly because I'm just dumbfounded. It's a picture of a potato. He bought a picture of a potato for a million dollars. Okay. That douchebag. Um, was the potato special? No. The no. douchebag uh, uh, stockbroker he bought the Wu Tang album for a million dollars. No, <laughs> so. he bought the one and only Wu Tang Clan for two million dollars. 
Okay, so again, rich people spend money on stupid things. Blue, what's what's so amazing about this? No, it was it was more of it's a picture of a potato. That potato could be worth billions of dollars. Was he Irish? No. <laughs> was he French? <laughs> no. Was he American? No. Where is he from? British. He's British. So he's so he has a big chips uh, fetish. Maybe he likes fish and chips. So he wanted to see where it came from. Maybe. So that's that's it. That's all, all right. that happened with him. Mike, you have anything to add to that bullshit? Um, his fish and chips with a side of Dale Dillon across the lip. <laughs> bam. Bam. Boom. bam. Boom, bam. And that's how we go. And what's next on Blues News? Okay. Michigan man dies in crash while driving and masturbating to porn on his phone. That sounds like a good way to go. I When I read this, I thought, wait, Joey died? <laughs> Well, when when I'm you not a Michigan man, when you when you said it, I thought, "Damn, DJ Marcus died," because <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> when I heard it, I thought, "Damn, Blue died while it's in the um, I'll make love to you." Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> in Michigan, <laughs> I've never been to Michigan. Please be Kid Rock. Please be Kid Rock. Be Kid Rock. <laughs> Clifford Ray Jones, fifty-eight. But unfortunately, it was Michael Moore. <laughs> was, the only people I know from Michigan <laughs> was uh, beating it on. Uh, <laughs> beating it. it. That's actually what it says. Wait, his name was what? <laughs> he was beating it. Clifford Ray Jones. Yes. Was he black? I have no idea. Um, Sounds like it. <laughs> on early Sunday morning, when the skin flick distraction on his smartphone caused him to roll out of control. And Mr. Jones wasn't wearing his seatbelt and was ejected from his car from the ejected from the 1996 Toyota sunroof. Wow! So, he, so, so he wasn't wearing his seatbelt, so he just yeah. shot out the sunroof. Yep. <laughs> Have you seen a sunroof on a Toyota? It's small. How did he get through that hole? That had to hurt. He part of him had to get clipped by the car. <laughs> That sounds like a glitch in Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> <laughs> so the prostitute's giving you head, and you just get a car, and you fly out the sunroof. Yep. Yeah, that could uh, work. That's like a glitch on YouTube. <laughs> but in, in hindsight, I mean, it is Michigan. From what we know of Michigan, I've never been there, but it sounds like a horrible place to be. So, yeah, it's not yeah. fun. <laughs> Like, Not a great place. And by B, I mean exists. Like, <laughs> yeah. What I, all I know is what I know about Michigan. Um, fun to fact, Mike Brown is a big wrestling fan. And um, after listening to that equation about Scott Steiner, I just don't think the people in Michigan are smart. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Big Papa Pump got your hook up. Holler if you hear me. Holla, holla. <laughs> so RoboCop couldn't save him. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right, Blue, so what's next on Blue's News? Okay, so we were talking about the uh, about Super Bowl 50 earlier today. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, there is Super Bowl One. There's only one recording of it, and the NFL does the NFL and the networks don't own it. It is owned by a gentleman named. Let me see here. Discovery um, Birds. No. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, Jerry. No. Snyder. Ah, Mr. Burns. I have a pain in the filming water. Um, Jerry Jones. Oh, oh Troy Hopped. 
uh, a man uh, in the Outer Banks of North Carolina owns the only known copy of Super Bowl One. How does he own the only known copy of it? His father um, stole made, it from Steve Sable. No, his father <laughs> made a recording of the broadcast. Okay. And so the NFL didn't make a recording of the podcast. Well, ne- well, the NFL doesn't own a recording. The and the networks apparently never kept a recording. Oh. they just they just well they the original Super Bowl was thought to be a one off. Yeah, they thought it was gonna just it was just gonna happen that year and they were gonna call it what it is and they weren't gonna do it again. Right. So I can understand that. Just like when they didn't record the masters of songs that were made in the early 19th century because no one thought these... No one thought they were important. They didn't need them. It wasn't good football. That's not really the point. The <laughs> point that I'm at... Actually, the, the interesting thing is... It's not worth is, watching again. The, in, here's, the interesting thing is that now... So, so Mr. Hoff actually went to the NFL after he found this in his dad, in his late father's attic um, and said, NFL, would you like to buy this? Okay. And the NFL said, yes, name your price. Uh, let's go with a million dollars. They got it. They own Sunday. Yeah, right. That's an easy and, and the NFL went, eh, how about 30 grand? <laughs> and, and Mr. Hop said, eh, no. Um, and then the you NFL came back eBay to him. eBay than that. Right. And the NFL came back to him and said, uh, Mr. Hop, you might own that physical video cassette or that physical tape. But we own the record. We own what's on the recording. We own the record. We own that product. So they some legal Jedi technically, shit. they technically they don't but, because they did not start running that promo for all rebroadcast and everything that they do now. They didn't start running that until the eighties, right? So and they and then and they said thirty-five to ten. Who wants to watch? And this? they said. <laughs> So they said, the "Well, AFL if you sucks. want to, if you want, if you were going to attempt, if you ever attempt to sell it, we will, we are going to sue you." So it's this well, guy. Yeah, is, I mean, even if they wanted to, if, if they wanted to, they could just sue him until he's bankrupt. Right. They have enough money to. Right. That's the whole point. It's, it's, oh, you don't want to sell it to us for thirty thousand dollars. You'll never be able to get any money for it. It's either take thirty thousand dollars or never get any money from this ever. Eh, it sounds 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 like the NFL. The NFL again. They own Sunday. Right. God's day is Sunday, and they own it. Yeah, outright. <laughs> I think the only way they can get that tape, and I've seen this work in the movie, is if they take their two things like Whoopi Goldberg did and um the color purple and say everything that you do will come back to you, and <laughs> and, and, and that way, and that'd be the only way they can get that tape. You but at, at the same time. Who wanted who 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 wants to own the rights to an eight track? <laughs> Thank right. you. I know I know what has to happen. This hop guy needs to go come up with a heist and get a Roger Goodell sex tape <laughs> and use it as leverage. So you get that furry porn that Roger Goodell was, yep. was in uh, two years ago. You've, you've got you've got to hack Roger Goodell's computers. What you got to do? He's in the he will be in the furries. Roger Goodell will be like, you might own that tape. But you don't own the person in that tape. <laughs> no, I own that person. I own that person. <laughs> I know that person. Oh, man. But what's next on Blues News? So, finally, uh, on Blues News, um, a British law student is demanding from Nestle a lifetime supply of Kit Kats because she received a Kit Kat bar 
that didn't have any wafers in it. So she got the defect that she's mad? Yeah. She got, instead of getting a Kit Kat bar, she got a chocolate bar. She got and a solid chocolate she bar. She got a solid chocolate bar. And now she wants a lifetime supply of Kit Kat. Don't you know that if you keep that in the wrapper, it's worth like a million dollars? Yeah, basically. It's a collectible. It's a collectible candy bar. How do you, well, the thing is, how would you then not, how would you then know? The candy paradox, Blue. Everybody knows that this Shr- is candy it's, Schroding- it's Schrodinger's candy box. Sh- Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's candy bar. Schrodinger's candy bar. I have a question, Blue. Yeah. The person who's suing for the, um, for, for, for Lifetime to buy Kit Kat. Yes. Was she black? Why is she fat? Like, I need the description. There is not a picture of the... I bet uh, she's fat and she breathes heavy. Saima, okay, so we're, uh, I'm going to assume that she doesn't look funny. She wants a lifetime. She wants Saima, a lifetime like Kit Kat. That she's fat. Saima Ahmad. <laughs> And, and with that being said, they should go ahead and honor that request. Yeah. Because she'll probably die in three months anyway. <laughs> Saima Ahmad, a 20-year-old law student in, Lond- of, in London attending King's College. What? Uh, well, a British bitch? Yeah. Fuck off. I said a British <laughs> law student is, su- is suing. Well, she's studying. She's studying law in Britain. She's not necessarily British. Her name's Simon Ahmad. Saima Ahmad. Hey. Hey. And I think the sad thing about all of this is how low is her so self-esteem? So she's a legal terrorist. <laughs> how, low is how, low her, how low is her self-esteem that she doesn't even want money? She wants a lifetime supply. Of <laughs> she's a fat legal <laughs> terrorist. <laughs> you know what I want? She's like, you want money? No. I want all the kickbacks. The <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why's that bitch not give any out on Halloween, too? Thank you. She'll be the one that doesn't give any candy out on Halloween. <laughs> you just picture her, like, licking her fingers <laughs> as, she's, as she's calling in this lawsuit. Oh, um, like, I want to sue because I didn't have no wafers. Oh. She's the type to get a lifetime supply of Kit Kats to give all the kids to trick, um, do a trick or treat jelly beans. Yeah, <laughs> like, aren't, it was, yeah, jelly aren't beans you, and candy aren't corn. Aren't you the bitch who gets Kit Kats for the rest of your life? <laughs> no, don't worry about that. You better take these candy corns and get the hell off my porch. And then she's going to be the one with her house covered in eggs. Yeah, that sounds about right. Eggs oh. and toilet paper. Well, folks, we've come to the end of the Dot Comedy Podcast. DJ Marcus has had a great time this week with uh, Intern Blue. Blue, say bye to the people. Bye, people. Joey LaFaro. Joe, say bye to the people. Bye, peoples. And our special guest host, Mr. Mike B. Mike B., uh, we thank you very much for being on the show this week. Oh, man. Hey, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you all for having me, and uh, I look forward to doing it again. This is, this is a lot of fun. Um, Blue... Um, as a gift from me to you, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to buy you the boys to make greatest hits. And um, I'm going to hope <laughs> that you listen to the whole CD. Uh, <laughs> 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 the next time I get on the radio, uh, I'm uh, going to hope that you actually understand that there's a song called End of the Road that's actually more popular than I'll Make Love to You. Yes. <laughs> Just hope he understands that. Oh no! Uh, you have anything going on, Mike B? You got any, any uh, shows coming up? Things happening in your world that you want to plug right now? Uh, how much time do I got? About <laughs> two minutes. 
Um, tomorrow I got the uh, He Said, She Said show airs live on WLS Radio from 2.30 to 4. Uh, me and Michelle, sometimes it's going to be the Valentine's Day special, so I'm going to have my wife on. Uh, Candace August and her boyfriend is going to be on. Michelle's going to bring somebody on. Or it could be just be her. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sunday is the My Funny Valentine's Day show, and it's a charity show that I do every year with my comedy family, David Banks, Greg Stevens, Simon Teller Jr., Rudy, um, the headliner is Stiletto, um, February 26th. I'm at Chester's Billiards with Erica Nolan. Um, uh, I know May 1st, I'm at the cellar door. I got some stuff March 19th. I'm in Fuglesville, Pennsylvania, so I'm going to get like 20 of my friends to ride with me so I don't die in Fuglesville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds um, like I a place like a black man would die. No, I got, I got, it's, I got, I got it's, 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 I, it's in the It's full of Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a place a black man would die. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's full black of history, old but Jews. over in March. I can't take that risk. <laughs> 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 oh man. Well thank you again, Mike B. We appreciate you. We'll put it we'll put a few of those things up on the dot comedy uh DMV page. Uh we'll be definitely be out supporting you. Uh, we'll try to get this show posted very soon. We don't want another another missing lost episode like we have had the last few. We've had a few, uh, we've had a few of them. We want we don't want those anymore. So we're going to try to get this up in time for your podcast t- tomorrow, which we 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 tape this every Friday night. Uh, so Mike B's podcast is is live on Saturdays, um, and he does have the My Funny Valentine on Sunday. Um, again, we want to thank you, sir, and we thank our audience for. Bearing with us and uh, keeping the dream alive of that comedy. Uh, come on out to Zeba Bar now. Um, we do we do have that show every week, so we want to make sure we have people coming out to that and more. Just support DMV comedy, support local comedy, support local comics. So have fun, folks. We'll see you next time on the Dot Comedy Podcast. <laughs>